Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I'm joined by co-host Brianna, and we are joined by Shaw Guerrero. Thanks for joining us today, Shaw. Oh, hell yeah. I'm so excited to be here with you guys and have a little chit-chat. Oh, hell yeah. We're really excited to have some Latina heat on the show, so let's get this going. (laughs) So, uh, Brianna, ladies first, so you can start off with the first question. Sure. Um, How about we just do, like, a non-wrestling question? So, like... We know who you are, obviously. I think everyone who's lived in the wrestling world, who's been there for at least 10 minutes, knows who you are. But, like, outside of wrestling and, um, you know, doing the announcing, uh, at least for, like, WOW and uh, Lucha Underground and, like, uh, and for for AEW, sorry, um, is there any other passions or hobbies that you have outside of that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have been, um, I've been a professional dancer for like, I think a minimum of like eight years so far. And so um, in addition to wrestling, I mean, like dance has pretty much been something I've been doing for a really long time. And um, I'm a part, um, I'm a part of a dance group here in Chicago called the Vaudettes. We actually opened, we actually were on Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager this year and we're making a comeback next year. And so um, doing burlesque and that kind of um, very neo style rock and roll dance um, vibe is very much a passion of mine. So I really love that, um, including pole dancing, burlesque, like anything like that, I'm a huge uh, advocate for and participant. Awesome. So like in terms of dance, do you do um, like ballets, hip hop, modern, um, what's your favorite? So um, burlesque and pole dance are Mm -hmm. are some of my favorites. I have studied ballet and jazz and modern. I was actually a dance major um, for New Mexico State University. Um, And, uh, but yeah, mainly I do more, I guess you can call it alternative kind of um, dance styles now. Mm -hmm. They just speak to my soul. I feel like they're very empowering for me as a woman. And I love teaching um, other adults how to find that empowerment within themselves as well and to love their bodies as they are right now. So um, that's definitely a big passion of mine. That makes sense. Well, JT, you got one? Yeah, so I kind of want to like, you know, I have to ask, so because of you being, you know, a third generation, you know, wrestler, um, did you feel growing up like obligated that you had to be a wrestler or did you, is it something that you actually really wanted to do? Um, I kind of did a little bit of both of that, honestly. Like, um, I mean, we were backstage with my mom and dad a lot growing up. And of course, everybody asked the question, like, are you going to be a wrestler kind of mm. thing? And my dad was like, hell no. Um, because that's like what a good dad does, especially for how hard the business was and where the, I mean, the women I've always found very empowering, um, even though we've seen a great big evolution, no pun intended, um, but like a big evolution of where the women's division has gone. Um, I think today is a lot more empowering than where it was when I was younger with bra and panty matches and stuff like that. So, um, but I mean, honestly, like I've, I never knew I could do it when I was younger. I never thought I was skinny enough, pretty enough, strong enough to do it until I finally kind of saw my talent as the older I got. And that's when I felt it could even be a a possibility for me. Sorry, I got a little tongue tied. Um, If that makes sense. So. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I I, I totally understand like you would feel in some way like kind of obligated because I was kind of like that when I was growing up. My dad was a correction officer and I was like, well, 
I guess this is what I got to do too. And I actually like went through the process and I was like, no, this is actually something I don't want to do, you know, but I mean, obviously this is something that you do do and everything like that. So um, kind of like a similar question, you know, um, because of you, you know, being the daughter of, you know, Eddie Guerrero and all that, do you feel like extra pressure that you have to like, perform at a certain level every time you're doing anything wrestling really you know whether it's ring announcing wrestling like do you just feel like you have to be like superb absolutely um that's that's been pressure i've gotten from outside sources and pressure that i've just kind of grown up with like the guerrero family whether you're a wrestler or not we're, we're very um extreme in the way that like everything you do you do it at 110 percent, or you don't do it at all so um, we, I think all the Guerreros in the family, no matter what their occupation, um, have that pressure. Um, and so coming into wrestling on top of that, yes, I felt um, like I needed to perform at a higher caliber um, than maybe where, um, than what was necessary for where I was at in life. Even today, even today, I, I was, um, because I'm just like, oh my God, like all the pressure, all the pressure. And my husband's like, training is for you to mess up and for you to actually like work on things. He's like, you don't have to go in there being perfect. Um, but I think, uh, back in WWE, there was so much pressure even on the day-to-day trainings and stuff like that. So I think I, I always hold myself to a higher caliber, which is good and also really kind of detrimental sometimes. So I'm trying to work on the balance of that. Yeah. Yeah, Balance is very important. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, like, it's, you know, you don't want to put too much stress on your mental health with, you know, expecting to be perfect and the absolute best, because I understand how stressful that could be, like, you know, and that, but at the same time, you know, you want to be the best, you know, whether, you know, you're a third generation, second generation, or you're the first in your family to do it, like, you should want to be the best, you know, that's, especially in wrestling, because, you know, it's very competitive, you know, it's, you know, I know it's a really, like, it could be hard to get to the top and, you know, and you can't get there if you're just going to say, oh, I just want to be a normal person. No, you want to be the best. So, I mean, I could definitely understand, like, balancing it can be a little tough, but um, it's definitely something that I, you know, really important to do. Yeah, and I think you kind of hit on something, too, because it's, like, I feel bad because I feel like people don't understand. Like, I have to try and, like, not care as much. It's weird because, like, my level of caring is, like, past healthy i'm like i care too much about every single little thing i do and i kind of have to actively not think about the pressure and what i'm doing because i'm like i've no i found like the more fun i have in there and the less pressure i put on myself the better i perform and so um it's that's more of an active struggle especially when um like i don't know your situation or anybody's situation but i personally do struggle with mental health and anxiety, depression, and eating disorder and stuff like that. So I have to really try and like balance slash um, try and not put as much pressure on myself, um, even though I get it from outside sources. So it's a struggle. We're, we're learning. We're still learning. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all you can do too, is just to keep learning and to keep, um, you know, the balance is, is always a word every time we do these interviews with rest with you know wrestlers and people within the community it's like they always stress the the importance of the balance because yeah. there's much at stake i guess within that that you don't 
you want to just like, you know, you're treating your body well, you're eating right, but you're also not doing well mentally or you're doing okay mentally, but you're not putting, you're not pushing yourself to be better um, physically. And mm-hmm. um, it's just always interesting. That it's like, it's a word that always continues to come up that balance is, is important. And, um, you know, it says a lot about, you know, the state of, you know, the wrestling world and even outside of the wrestling world that balance is still important yes absolutely i agree with you (laughs) so which yeah i mean and and, you know i think you know full disclosure i think you know i've we've dealt with mental health issues and you know we're not even in the wrestling world and i can only imagine you know dealing with um you know the anxiety or dealing with depression but then you also have to go and like talk in front of a lot of you know different people a lot of people and I can only imagine like the the you can't I don't know if you can really perfect that you know like yeah still when, I, when I'm like talking on zoom calls or remembering when I used to talk in like college courses it was like it's it no matter how many times I did it even up to like senior year it was nerve-wracking yeah so I can only imagine to do that in front of a bunch of fans who also have Twitter accounts who can just, you know, you're, you're, you're one slip up away from you being the next viral tweet about how you messed up. And yeah. Yeah. It, it can, <laughs> the social media aspect of it is a whole other situation. So it's like, you know, I, I feel like um, I want to be, try to be authentic on social media as much as possible because I think we need more authenticity on social media because everything just seems so stylized and an aesthetic and I'm just like yo my life is not an aesthetic I'm like I try sometimes but it's like sometimes it's just messy and sometimes I'm gonna mess up and when I mess up I'm gonna own my ish and I'm gonna get better you know what I mean but like yeah it's a whole man this conversation all together I totally understand legit yeah there's we could get in the weeds real quick (laughs) with that right I think, um, you know, even talk about the whole social media part, it's that it's really, you can kind of tell in the recent years how that's kind of taken over the wrestling industry, kind of kind of like how, you know, I've seen people who are on Twitter and they're like, hey, come support me, you know, I'm an independent wrestler. How fast that can, that can kind of go around if you got the right person to like retweet it. And, you know, you got someone like, you know, Eddie Guerrero's daughter retweeting like dude that wants to like wrestle. I mean, that does so much for people. And it's like mm-hmm. amazing to see. And I'm talking about the good side of social media. I know that we were talking about where that can go all go wrong, but like it has such a beauty to it of being able to connect in a way where we're able to facilitate those conversations with these up and coming trainers, these up and coming um, announcers and so on and so forth and I think to get back to JT's point I know I had a question that was kind of similar to his but it was more um I don't know if I want to say negative if you will but like we have so much footage of like your talent and your skill you know both with like announcing and with wrestling and I'm sure it was dancing and all and and you know, even outside of the wrestling, you're dancing. All of that's mm. probably like everywhere and out there forever, right? And people yeah. could, but like, do you feel like there was any, 
less than positive perceptions about you um, and your abilities because you came from a family or dynasty per se of professional wrestlers in the house, you know, in having that household name? Like, did you feel like there were people that were like, oh, here comes, you know, Guerrero, she's probably going to get handed everything? Or did you ever feel that vibe from people? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like, um, even in the promos, people cut on me still today, you know, like the, mm-hmm. like there's nepotism involved and whatnot. And, and, you know, oh yeah, you got handed this. And you know what? And I've never denied that. I've never, I will, and I won't because I have had doors open up for me because I'm a Guerrero. I'm very aware of that. And mm-hmm. I feel like I want that situation to humble me, to make sure I work extra hard and be able to earn my place there and um and yeah like I feel like with WWE like you know I got handed that audition and but don't get me wrong though I went in there and I busted my ass when they when they Mm -hmm. had me audition I did my best and they saw I had some potential because they've had generation kids go through the audition that don't make it and so I'm like yeah that's a little something there and people did give me the benefit of the doubt or I did get coddled a little bit more I'm fully I will admit that you know what I mean but along with that I do get a lot more pressure put on me. Like people expect me to have a five-star Eddie Guerrero match mm-hmm. because they opened the door for me. And I'm like, yo, I'm still learning. My dad had 14 years in the ring. Like right. he had 14 years and not even like, I mean, when he was five years old, he was running around wrestling arenas. You know what I mean? Um, with mm-hmm. my grandpa and like my grandpa was a, was a hard ass man. Like he, uh, so I've heard like he, he was one of the toughest people in the business. And so, um, I feel like I do get a negative, um, a negative flack with that. I also get negative responses because I'm a burlesque dancer and because um, I'm a witch and because I, I come, I've come out with my own personal lifestyle. People have given me a lot of negative feedback because, oh, you're Eddie Guerrero's daughter. You, you're bringing down the family name because I'm a burlesque dancer or because, because my father was a Christian, like how dare I choose to be a witch? Like people have a lot of <laughs> negative connotations um, or perceptions that of what I should be because I'm a Guerrero, but that's fine. I'm always going to get that, but I'm here to just do me and I'm here to work really hard. And I recognize those privileges I've had. And all I can do is be super humble and just try and earn my respect in the ring, just like everybody else. So that's a great question. Mm -hmm, No problem. And I have to make a comment since you just brought up the whole, you know, fact about being a witch. Uh, I really like your hoodie, by the way. My wife is a huge fan of the craft. Supposedly they made like a remake of it recently and it's not that good from what I've heard, but I just, I had to bring that up. I've heard it too, man. I'm so, the craft legacy, (laughs) right? I like, I saw the preview and I was so excited and I saw it and I was like, I don't know. (laughs) I still have to give it a chance. So I haven't fully watched it. That's on my to-do list because I've been in Texas for Mission Pro Wrestling, and I actually fly back, like, after this interview, actually, and so that's on my bucket list to do when I get back to Chicago is watch The Craft Legacy. So I got to tell you what I think, too. I'm sure your wife and I might be on the same page, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's a good movie on its own. I, I personally feel like it, it, you know, don't touch it. Just leave, you know, it as its own, you know, but, yeah. you know, that this is what they do nowadays. They remake everything. So, I mean, it was only, I guess, bound to happen eventually. Yeah. But now for my next question, it's kind of like two questions in one. So I know, you, you know, you were with WWE from 2010 to 2014, and then you took, you know, a four-year break, and then you came back in the wrestling in 2018. So, um, 
kind of like the two questions are like, tell me a little bit about, you know, the experience with, you know, the FCW NXT and why you left. And then, you know, tell me about like how you got into WOW and just ring announcing because you were a wrestler and then you came back as ring announcing. So kind of like <laughs> that all happened. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Initially, like, I think I've, like, uh, this is kind of, like, it can kind of get a little complicated because um, I was with WWE for three years, and then I did leave, I did have a year hiatus um, because I, um, thankfully, Joe, due to um, Joey Mercury was a wrestler and a trainer at the time of FCW that really looked out for me. Um, he saw my mental health and my physical health were really plummeting. My eating disorder was really on top of me, um, as well as our trainer at the time, um, Rob, uh, who just trained John Cena and a lot of really amazing athletes. Um, he saw my health like drastically decline as well. And, um, and they had me go into rehab and WWE covered my rehab um, with my eating disorder. And uh, I was actually in inpatient treatment for about three months. And, um, and I decided to just take a step back from wrestling because my recovery was the most important aspect in, or the most important thing in my life at that time. Went back to the performance center um, after a year. And honestly, like, my experience overall with FCW NXT um, was a mixed bag. A lot of it was very positive. Uh, like I got to work with the best people in the world. I got to work with Norman Smiley and I got to work with Robbie Brookside and, you know, just so many amazing people. Like there's just so many people. And, um, and I had very positive experiences with a lot of them. Um, but at the same time, it was a different time in women's wrestling. Uh, you know, like half the time we were doing live events, it was a bikini contest. You know, I wasn't actually wrestling. And, you know, it was, um, it was just a different time. It was pre-women's evolution um, and whatnot. So uh, it, yeah, it was kind of mixed. You know what I mean? I had some negative experiences, but, you know, they all made me better. They made me grow up. They made me, you know, learn to love my body. And uh, so I feel very blessed for the experience. It's taught me a lot. Um, and how I got into ring announcing, though, was I've always learned how to ring announce. Like, that's something they teach you from day one at FCW. Before you learn how to have an actual match, you got to learn how to ring announce. And I just happened to be really good at it. They had me do it um, all the time. So uh, when I took a break from wrestling altogether, um, I did Lucha Underground. I don't know if you guys ever saw that segment I did with my cousin. Uh, and, um, David McLean happened to be at that one taping that I was ring announcing and doing, um, the big promo with, and he heard my voice. He didn't know who I was or anything. He just heard my ring announcing voice. He's like, Whoa, whoever's announcing needs to be my wow ring announcer. And then it turned out, you know, I also had the Guerrero name attached and he got even more excited and he literally mm -hmm. called me up like a month or two later after he saw me do Lucha Underground, he offered me the position of ring announcer. So that's how I kind of got into it. I freaking love it. It's so much fun. I get the best seat in the house. So I hope I can continue doing that as well as wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I every wrestler that I've interviewed from WOW has had nothing but good things to say, not just about the company, but David McLean. Like, he seems like like the greatest guy in the world, and that, like that's awesome. He seems like he really cares about his talent. He'll, like, go to bat for you all at any time. So, um, yeah, like, is there any plans on wrestling for WOW, or is it just some ring announcing at the moment? That's up to them. That's, that's always the thing. I always feel really bad because fans, like, 
all the time on social media. They're like, go to WWE or go to AEW. I'm like, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't get to choose where we go. We got, they got to call us up and offer us. I can't just walk in. Um, but, uh, you know, like I, um, I'm always open to that. Um, we'll see where wow goes. Um, and especially in the next year and stuff like that. So, um, but I mean, I want to make an appearance and hopefully a mark at every large wrestling promotion I can. Um, I have my eyes set on AEW hardcore, like that, that's where I want to be. That's where I'm really gunning to go. It's, and it doesn't hurt that my mom's there too. So we can really uh, stir some, stir some shit up over there. So you never know. I figured that would be like the next question was like, we saw Vicky come on. Um, and that was like, it really, it was recently is that, you know, the next question of that was like, oh, I wonder like when her daughters are going to come on. Like, it's like you always end up in the equation. You always end up in the conversation of like, once they see one Guerrero, they're wondering where the other ones are. And it's always, it, <laughs> I, and I know that must be kind of heartwarming. Like it's sound, it, it, and I'm sure like after a while I may get really um, repetitive and it's like, okay, whatever. But it's like, it must be really heartwarming that people, you know, your dad's legacy was so um, profound that, like, his his wife carries weight, now you carry weight, and, you know, everyone involved with that name, um, you know, they, they want to see what you guys are up to, and they want to see you succeed, at least, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and you had mentioned that, you know, again, social media is that place where you can really um, analyze, like, you know, your fan base and who wants to to see that of you and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that would love to hear that you want to go to AEW I know I was very happy about it Um, (laughs) but anywhere that you go I think you know you'd be great Um, thank you of course Um, (laughs) I think one of the other questions um, because you had mentioned WoW and Lucha Underground that um, do you notice kind of like the vibe could you describe kind of like what's different about you know doing work for um, Lucha Underground versus doing work for, you know, the AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament, or what was different between that and, you know, doing it for a while, like, Mm -hmm. vibe different, or is, like, the crowds different, like, how would you describe yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that's a great question. Because you know what, every backstage has a different vibe. Mm-hmm. And um, just knowing even like as a child, like back at WWE, like WWE had a very different vibe than AEW has. Right. And uh, I mean, and wow, wow is really cool. Because I'm pretty, I do find it special because I'm the only one that's besides my uh, Uncle Mondo, who actually helped back in the day with the wow stuff. Um, I'm pretty much the only um, Guerrero that's been on camera and like working with everyone. So I feel like that's a special niche for me because I usually, you know, my family has had stomping grounds in every, in every promotion and wow is kind of like my little fun niche um, with the exception of my uncle Mondo, of course. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but yeah, like um, WWE and backstage, it's, very different. Um, there's kind of a lot of eggshells you got to walk on. Everyone's a little bit more tense back there. Um, and uh, I think I loved AEW the most um, because the everyone's just having fun and everyone's like a lot more relaxed there. Um, the, there's just a lot, a lot better of a, I think, um, morale there, I think. 
Um, yeah. And also, maybe I was also nostalgic too, because like I was running into people I trained with at FCW and I was running into old friends, new friends. And I was like, oh my God, this feels like family right away. So that's definitely my favorite locker room. But you know what? There's something magical about a backstage because I think the, the best thing about wrestling is when you're on the inside of it is the people you work with. So they, <laughs> they're the ones that make it special. Absolutely. Yeah, kind of like, um, kind of like at a job. If you get along with the people you work with, it just tends to be more fun and just everything just vibes a lot better. But like the one thing I noticed with AEW is they tend to give their wrestlers a lot more freedom with their character and what they can do. And it, you could just tell when a wrestler is just having fun doing what they're doing, because if you're being forced to portray some kind of character that you're just not into it shows on tv and then you know your fans are going to see it there it's hard for them to get into something if you can't get into it so, so I, I you know i that's what i like the whole thing with aw they it's, it's a wrestling company ran by wrestlers and you know and they, mm -hmm. they know like because they are wrestlers they know what wrestlers want you know versus a company that's ran by someone who's not a wrestler and doesn't really 100 percent know like we're you know you know, the wrestlers could come from. So that's like the exciting thing about AEW. And I think it would be like really fun seeing, you know, you wrestle there and imagine like, you know, you wrestling, you know, Sheeta, Thunder Rosa and all those wrestlers. Like it, their, and their women's division has been really like picking up and they've been adding more wrestlers from the indies. And it just seems like it's like the place to be right now, honestly. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, even even when I was announcing for them for the tag team cup tournament, I mean, Justin Roberts helped me so much, and he's like, you know, he's on his way. Like, he's been in the business for years, and he, I consider him a legend. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh my god, like you you're gonna help me with so much. Um, and but the, it's crazy because even with like trying to figure out wording for like how they want me to announce and stuff like that, he was like, well, what do you think? And I was like. I was, I've never been asked that question before. Normally I'm kind of micromanaged a little bit. And he was like, well, what do you think? He was like, do what you think sounds good. And I'm like, and I was like, and honestly it threw me off. I was like, wait, what? This is weird. But, um, but he gave me a lot of confidence too. So I hope I can go back to AEW in some kind of capacity, whether it's announcing or backstage interviewing, or I mean, the big, the big banana would be definitely to wrestle, but you know, you got to keep working at that for sure. Yeah. I feel like it's just like, if I were like the owner of, you know, AEW, if I were Cody Rhodes or, you know, Tony Khan, you know, I would want you as a wrestler, you know, because I, you know, Guerrero, but I mean, I would want you in any kind of capacity, but I would definitely, you know, lean towards the wrestling side just because I feel like, you know, we definitely haven't seen everything that, you know, you could do, you know, I want to see more of you, you know, and it seems like you've been really busy, you know, as of lately. Um, I mean, we've seen you in your AW, Mission Pro, GCW, you know, um, hopefully WOW soon, you know, again. Um, so, and, and I, and I want to ask too, you know, since, you know, I you know just mentioned that you've been pretty busy lately. Um, are things like picking up right now for you? Like, are you getting a lot of like offers from independent promotions and stuff like that? You know what? It's kind of a mixed bag, honestly, because like um, I am picking up a little bit, um, but it's also... I'm picking up and slowing down because like, honestly, like in November, I was supposed to have my first match back. And like, I had a couple of things lined up in November and then everything got canceled due to COVID. So it's like, I do have people reaching out, but then it's also like, is this actually going to happen because of COVID? So um, my first priority is to make sure like 
my health is safe and the fans health is safe and the people I'm working with are safe. So, so long as I feel safe and comfortable and that people are being responsible with how they're handling their audiences, I'll be there. Um, I do have a couple of bookings for, um, for the new year. So that's really exciting. Um, and I'm also trying to balance cause I love wrestling, but I also want to continue my dance career as well. So, um, I, I do love the independency because it gives me the freedom that I've never had before of like, after I wrestle a lot, I'm like, I can actually let my body rest for a day or two rather than having to go bump the next day. So, um, I think that's going to really help my longevity of my body. I'm going to be a better performer for you guys. And like you said earlier, honestly, JT, like, um, that you guys haven't seen like everything I have to offer yet. And I'm really excited because looking back with my GCW match, I just had last week with Queen Aminata and Renee Michelle, um, especially the match with Queen Aminata. I never had that physical of a match before or and whatnot. And I'm like, that's kind of crazy. I was working for WWE and I didn't get an opportunity to even have a match that was that physical um, really like, or maybe kind of close, but I'm like, and it's, it was my first match back and I was able to have a super physical match. So I was like, I can't wait to see where I get to go now that I can have more control over, you know, what I want to do, how I want to portray myself and how I want to wrestle. So I'm really excited. Yeah, as am I. I mean, I, I really want to see, you know, a lot more of you in 2021, just because I, I just, I just know that, you know, you're going to be excellent. You know, it, it's in your blood, you know, it just, it, I just feel like it's just, it's just going to be amazing. And, um, and, and I, have, fingers crossed. I hope so. Fingers crossed, yeah. <laughs> And I have to ask the question, because you had mentioned, like, when you were with, you know, WWE, you know, it was a different era. This was the pre-evolution era. Yeah. Wrestling and WWE has changed a lot since then. Yeah. If, hypothetically, they, you know, offered you another contract, would you give them another shot? Or is it something that you're just kind of, like, not on your radar right now? Um, I feel like at this point, no, I, I don't think I would go back to WWE respectfully. Um, I know my family had very long careers there, and that's really amazing. Um, I don't think the WWE scheduling or kind of the, um, I think you have to have a very good grasp on your mental health and you have to be like of a certain kind of attitude and demeanor to be able to flourish successfully there and be able to do really well there. And not just as a wrestler, but just, you know, in all aspects of, of being a person, I don't think we would be a good fit. So, um, I, and I wouldn't be able to continue my dance career if I worked for them. So, um, that being said, I think, uh, I would have, I would probably respectfully decline and, uh, make my name elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. It would, it's, and I'm only going to say this from the dancing aspect of it, because clearly it's your passion is that, you know, I always would say to like people like you should never work anywhere where they won't allow you to have at least that work life balance. If at most give you the opportunity to, I guess, succeed in another area that may not be exactly in their you know, in their powerhouse and mm -hmm. very interesting how the world has kind of changed all that with you know we WWE used to be kind of a behemoth it was the place where you went if you were there was no really if ands or buts about it but then when like you, we have the smaller companies come in it, you know they kind of gave us some competition you could go somewhere else but it wasn't like you could really you know really make that name for yourself and it's really telling now that AEW has finally come along and been the only person that's kind of been like, 
allowing people like you to give that second thought of like, you know what, I, I want to go do this, but I also want to pursue, pursue wrestling. And, you know, there are other places that now have the money and the opportunity to allow that, allow me to do that. Whereas maybe like 10 years ago, it was kind of like you had to choose. And that's yeah. really sad. Um, but that's just the way of WWE, right or wrong. I mean, it's just they want their people, I guess, to be fully dedicated to them. I'm guessing it has something to do with maybe how your contract would need to be set up, the time and all that. So, yeah, you would have to be like, you know, I have to choose between one. I, yeah. I understand what you're talking. They like full control. And right. um, I don't know if I'm. Yeah, I don't think that's my bag. I think I like to have a little bit more control and I want to be able to own my name, which we, I mean, my father didn't own his name and they own, they own his, they own everything of him. And so like, mm -hmm. um, I think I, yeah, I think it, I would just like, I absolutely 100% respectfully, I say all this, you know, I just, yeah, I don't <laughs> think we would be a good fit. Um, of course. And I want to have more control over my career. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Cause you know, like you all mentioned, like, they do control their wrestlers to the point where you know you can't even like stream a video game on like twitch anymore and it's like it, it's sad because you know w as a human being we all have our passions that we like doing whether it's dancing gaming and you know the kind of schedule that they have it's very intense like you're you know wrestling like what 300 plus times a year you know and it's yeah. and it's not even just a mental thing it's also physical too but like you know, that can take a big toll on your mental health. And, you know, I mean, Brianna knows that, you know, I de personally deal with a lot of mental health too, depression, anxiety. Mm -hmm. You don't want to overwhelm yourself, like having a good balance in life. Like you love wrestling. Does that mean you want to do it 300 plus times a year? You know, like you have other things that you like too. And wrestling on the indies or like with a company like AEW gives you more freedom to do these things like you can do your career your passion with wrestling but then you could also pursue other things and make a name for yourself elsewhere as well because the one thing too is like wrestling is something that you can't do forever it's at some yeah. time it's good you're you know it's going to catch up to you you know your physical health and it's just you're not going to be able to do it and not everyone might they, they might not want to stay in the wrestling business too and you know do other things too they might want to go out and do other things so it's like you know you could be a coach or a teacher for dancing you know one day or something like that so it's like if you stick with that so there, there's just so many options too and like especially yeah. with like um social media and streaming and all that kind of stuff like you could be a professional video game streamer like you know, they make a lot of money doing that you know like, oh yeah crazy, so. that's the dream man that's, that's legit get the paid to do what you love i would love you know just to get paid to um play video games there was some guy i forgot his name but he was he got like a million dollar offer from um i think it was a mixer to stream video games for them. I'm like, wow, like a million dollars ninja yeah the ninja guy mm -hmm. he's i think he played fortnite or something like that but oh yeah you can make mad bank on there now but like i know i love twitch i'm like i i'm totally in love with it it's so much fun like it, but and i love like the connection i like the immediate connection i can have with fans while doing something that we're all passionate about and that we like so um yeah the the twitch community is really cool and whatnot but yeah i like being a, and I've always been like this, even like when I was younger, like a teenager, like I can't just do one thing. Like some people, like they find something that they would love to do for 10 years. And I'm like, that's amazing. I'm not like that. Like I get bored real easy. And so I'm like, I want, I can't just be one thing. I got to be a wrestler and a streamer and a dancer and blah, blah, blah. Cause that's just, I, that's just how I'm wired. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And, and 
I guess to feed off of that, um, we now know so, so much about you and given this like 40 minutes, but like, um, is there anything that people don't know about you or are, like, give us a fact of that most people probably wouldn't know. Ooh, <laughs> that's hard. I mean, like, I, I feel like that's so hard because I'm pretty open, like, with everything. <laughs> open like, first. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think what people, okay, that's something I don't really talk about. I am actually very introverted. Like, I, I have a little red light on right now. So I, I don't know what it is. I think it's just in the blood or I've just learned, I've been watching my family for so long. Like, you, you just, you kind of come to life and you become, you, you, I kind of switch over to extroverted mode, but in reality, mm -hmm. my circle of friends is like, I can count my friends on one hand and I'm very quiet and I'm very, I'm the one person, like I observe things and it's not until I feel comfortable that I'll be a little goofy and funny and mm -hmm. stuff like that, but I'm actually pretty introverted. So like, when I'm, when I'm outside of my streaming or work mode or anything like that, like, honestly, when I'm out after a show or something, I don't like to go out with everybody after. I'm very much, like, pretty exhausted because I give so much. Um, I, all I want to do is be quiet in my hotel room and just, like, call my husband and just be quiet once again. But So that's something not a lot of people know about me. No, it makes sense. I totally understand the drain that your emotional battery, because I feel that my fiance gets that like we'd be like we'll, we'll go somewhere and there's a lot of people we're like you know what social battery is dying we gotta go home and be quiet <laughs> so I, uh, yeah i could definitely relate because i remember at my old job you know a lot of the co-workers wanted to go out and have a few drinks after work i'm like no i just kind of want to go home and just yeah. relax and that's me like after work i just want to go home crash watch some youtube play games or something like that i just i don't really like to go out and do many social things i mean it's not it's like not that i don't yeah. want to hang out with my friends or anything like right. that. it's like you're just so tired and it's like to me I, i'll go out and maybe like once a month and do something with friends but it's just like I, I I'm one of those people because I grew up with you know my parents being divorced and it was my dad worked all the time so I was always home alone and I just grew up being used to it and it's fine like you know yeah. I don't need to hang out with people or to go out and do social things I'm, I've always been just like sit home playing the video games when I was growing up I was always on AOL you know you know like that kind of stuff but you know so I, I definitely can relate to that I feel bad though because I like I, I feel you guys I'm with you like I like my husband's my person and so he's pretty much the only person I would kind of want to hang out with with the, with the exception of a couple of friends but like I get so excited I get so excited when plans get canceled I'm like oh no <laughs> and I'm like but little did they know I was probably already gonna cancel and I'm like <laughs> knee deep in cats on the couch and I'm like yes this is how I party that's literally how I party I have all my animals piled on me and I'm just like yep I'm cool like I'm cool saying it <laughs> yeah that's like some of the best weekends is just chilling on the couch watching yeah. TV and you know I mean it's so relaxing and like I two or three weekends ago I literally watched both um well the whole first season of Mandalorian and then like the rest of the episodes on season two to catch up that end it was like the greatest freaking weekend I was like I really watched all this Star Wars and I don't regret any of it at all Absolutely not, especially when it's the Mandalorian. I'm sorry, the Mandalorian is top. So I like, I'm, I'm about it for sure. I love that. I love the Mandalorian too. Like I, I just finished the last, I kept like bugging 
to my fiance about watching it because we like sometimes we'll get to Friday and we're like, oh, we'll just watch it Saturday. And then Saturday comes, we're like, oh, we'll just watch it Sunday. And it was like mm-hmm. trying to get him to like watch the last one because it's like, I'm so invested in it now. It's so good. Oh, same. I haven't been home to be able to watch the last one. So I can't wait to get home tonight and be like, Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, so- but it's worth the wait. <laughs> I was so like, I yeah, hope- no spoilers, but I'm so excited. I hope I pronounced it right, but did you all hear about the new series for um, Ahsoka? I think that's how you pronounce her name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She said they're gonna have a, I don't yeah. know when they're going to have it, but they're going to have a whole like TV series just for her, and I'm so excited for that. They're doing the one for Ahsoka, and then they're doing the Obi-Wan one, so we're, so we're going to need two, actually. Is that, is that going to be a movie? T- the Obi-Wan, is that going to be a movie or a TV show? I thought it was going to be a TV. It may be a movie, actually. I'm not sure. When I looked at it, it was like they were talking about having um, Christensen come back. Um, Yeah, he's going to be. Okay, the story is way more interesting now. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, I had such a crush on him. Like, I'm a Darth Vader babe. I'm like, oh, I'm all about Vader. But, uh, but yeah. I know those weren't the best. I know they weren't the best, but like as a as a thirteen year old watching it, I was like, "Oh, who is this person?" And uh, being pretty infatuated. <laughs> I mean, I preferred them over like the last three. I don't know if that's popular or not, but I I I actually did enjoy the prequels. I didn't uh-huh. hate them. understand the hate, but don't like, don't tell either. anyone I said that because he will come busting through that door to tell me I'm wrong. So. <laughs> See, I like them the best because they had the most action and the best fight scenes. Mm, oh, the uh, fight scenes were lit. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't have any strong dislike toward it. I'm like, I'm cool for it all. It's Star Wars, guys. I'm like, I'm down for it all, pretty much. But I, I do like the the more the most recent trilogy. I'm not gonna lie. I was like the the tension between um, Ray and um, oh my god. Why, why am I? Kylo why Ren. I, Kylo Ren, thank you. I called it. I called it from the first one. I was like, husband. I was like, there's a bond there. And he was like, no. And then by the end of the movie, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, by the end of the movie, it was like, told you. See, I was expecting him just to stay the bad guy throughout the whole trilogy. And eventually, like, she would kill him at the end. But that didn't happen. Did um, not happen. There was so much hate on the end with, um, what's his name coming back? Um, Palpatine. Um, oh, Palpatine? Yeah. yeah. Everyone was so mad about it. I didn't mind it. It was just I they didn't really it. explain how he came back. That was, like, my only issue. Like, yeah. I get it. No, a, yeah, that was kind of left up in the air for sure, but I, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any complaints about any of them. As a lot of people say it was, but you also have to remember a lot of people are saying it's bad or, like, these people know everything about the lore, like, outside of the movie. So right. I'm sure it's, like, a lot of it, it's, it's because something happened in this episode of Clone Wars that, you know, and that made everything that happened in whatever series null and void and mm-hmm. uh, I'm not that into it to where I can pinpoint every single little thing so I'm like, I don't know, I'm just here for I don't for know. The fun. I don't know I guess. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was really fun, and they're supposed to have like another trilogy coming out within the next new year or two as well. I, I think it takes place after everything, so I think it's moving forward. I'm not sure, but that's the thing, that's the confusing thing about Star Wars is like it is it's all scattered all over the place. It's yeah, not just one you know straight line. It's it jumps. So you have to really sure. like do your research to make sure when, especially with like all the other movies that are coming out and like the you know the Mandalorian and all the stuff. It just it's all over the place, which is it, it's cool but it can get confusing if you're, like, new to the franchise. Yeah, I need a timeline. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's what I do every time something new comes out. I'll, like, check it out on Wikipedia to see when it actually takes place just so I kind of can get an understanding, like, what's going on and everything. Yeah, because there's a lot of little – I don't know if Easter eggs is the right – but there's just a lot of different references that, like, you you got to be – you got to know where you're at in the timeline to be able to, like, understand fully – but I got you. It could get confusing for sure. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, Brianna, did you have anything, any other questions or anything you wanted to add to the interview? I don't. It has been a riveting time. But I know that our lovely guest has somewhere to go and to be. So. I do. Thank you so much for your awesome questions. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course it was really fun having you like I mentioned before the recording like you've been on our radar for a while and it was just really I, I didn't even think it was gonna happen when I reached out you know to Samantha so it's like it happened so quickly I was like wow like you know this is awesome so yeah we're no, really I appreciate the fun chat guys seriously oh yeah thank you very much so anytime we can do an interview and talk about like Star Wars or something you know that's a win-win that right there like I, I always geek out when it comes to Star Wars. So, I mean, that was awesome. <laughs> no, I love that. Absolutely. Next time we do this, we have to talk about cats more because like, I know Brianna, you have two cats and I was like, I need to talk about my babies too. So we're going to have to do it again. Yeah. I don't, I don't have any cats, but I grew up with six cats so I can, you know, kind of relate. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, we can always talk about cats. I have four cats at home. So oh yeah, like, four. Okay. I only have a few. But yes, no, that's, that's good and balanced for sure. My husband has officially cut me off. He's like, you're done. No more. I'm <laughs> you know, working on my, uh, yeah, my, my dad tried doing that with my mom after she got like her third cat. He's like, done. And then she comes home the next week with another one. She's like, well, when I bought the other one, I saw this one in the cage and it looks so cute. And, you know, so. Yeah, but, you just um, got to take the initiative and just walk through the door with a new one and then just see what happens. <laughs> That's Don't ask for permission. Ask for forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we'll keep that for episode two. Episode two sounds good. This is going to be like a Star Wars trilogy kind of thing, episode two, three. But um, yeah, okay. thank, thank you so much again, uh, Miss Guerrero, for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. It was thank really you. fun. Oh, thank you. Miss Guerrero's my mother. You guys can just call me Shaw. But thank sure. you so much <laughs> it's just a habit sometimes. But yeah, thank you so much, Shaw, for joining us today. And I'm, thank you thank all you. for listening to us today. Uh, make sure you uh, sub us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, thank you all again. Uh, have a great day. Thank you.